Tom Kapadia. We're finally back after about five weeks of not posting an episode. We've just been busy with a lot of things with school and jobs and uh, internships and everything like that. Um, And so, yeah, we're finally back with our draft episode. As I said last episode that we would be coming out with um, a draft episode this week. And so, um, yeah, we're really excited about it. We've kind of waited until now to do it because there's been a lot of stuff that has happened recently. Um, AZ has his mock draft, and I'm pretty much just going to be giving my comments and asking him questions on it and stuff like that. Um, And, yeah, we hope it's going to be a good episode. It might be a little bit shorter of an episode just because mock drafts go by pretty quickly. And, yeah, I mean, we're just going to get into it right now. So the first thing we want to talk about is the 49ers situation that has gone down recently. We haven't posted an episode since the 49ers traded up from 12 to 3. And so now, obviously, they have the third pick. And there was an interview. I don't know if it was today or yesterday. Yeah. But yeah, it was today. So it was John Lynch's interview with Kyle Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the 49ers. Um, And it was just a little pre-draft press conference. And when John Lynch asked asked Kyle Shanahan if or about, I guess, about Jimmy Garoppolo's future in general, he goes, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday. So I can't guarantee who will be on our roster Sunday. So that goes for all of us. So that was just kind of weird. I mean, me and AZ thought that was a little fishy. Obviously, the 49ers are in contention to grab a quarterback at number three, and they probably will. We're guessing that they're going to grab one of two or three quarterbacks right now, and AZ will go through that once once we get to it. But, I mean, yeah, that le- leads us into – They're pretty much f- saying that Jimmy Garoppolo's pretty much gone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And Kyle Shanahan before, I don't know – Um, I think this was maybe a month ago or so. I mean, Kyle Shanahan gave some good comments on Jimmy Garoppolo saying that he's um, he's still coming in there trying to lead the team and that um, and that they were excited to keep him in free agency and they were excited to see his future there. But now he's saying that he can't guarantee that anybody's going to be alive. So I don't know that that was, he's just a weird guy. That means that they're pretty confident about whoever they're selecting. Yeah, exactly. So um, we're going to get into that pretty soon but obviously first off we got to go through the first two picks so az who do you have the jacksonville jaguars selecting all right so obviously you know we have trevor lawrence surprise surprise um at this point urban meyer has trevor lawrence on speed dial um trevor lawrence has the entire jaguars playbook by now um he's taking part in the jaguars meetings um jaguars fans are donating to his charity so i mean technically he's already a jacksonville jaguar but it's just gonna be kind of like a you know a formality when he gets selected yeah um but yeah yeah okay so yeah obviously that's i mean that that's been the go-to for jacksonville ever since trevor lawrence everybody's been saying even since he was a, a freshman in college that he's the best or the top rated pro- prospect since um, 2012 Andrew Luck. So, yeah, I mean, it, that that's pretty self-explanatory. But moving on to the New York Jets, again, this one is a little bit self-explanatory, but I'll just have AZ talk about it. Yeah, so we have Zach Wilson. Um, I've been telling Hayden and pretty much everyone around me, I'm, you know, a huge Zach Wilson fan. Um, I think he's going to be great. He might even go down as the best quarterback in this draft class. Um, don't quote me on that, but I really feel confident about Zach Wilson. Um, and especially with the offense that Robert Sala is bringing from the 49ers with, you know, a Kyle Shanahan disciple. Um, I think it's gonna be a great offense for Zach Wilson and a play action and, you know, just let him do his thing and, you know, just 
you know, read the defense, and he's going to do amazing in um, in New York. Yeah, I, I know that AZ is a little bit salty about Zach Wilson not <laughs> falling down to, to four with the, with the Atlanta Falcons. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Zach Wilson can do with the Jets. Now, obviously, like I said, um, the whole San Francisco 49ers situation, moving on to the third pick, I'm going to have AZ kind of explain his way through this. Yeah, so this might be, like, this is not might, but this is actually where the draft starts. Um, you know, it, it's going to be between Justin Fields, Matt Jones, and Trey Lance. Um, today, April 26th, we had a report saying that it's down to Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Um, for a while, I, you know, I hate to say this because I really want the Falcons to get Trey Lance, and it hurts me to put him here, but I really just, like, you know, a gut feeling I think they're going to go with Trey Lance. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying, and I've done my research, Trey Lance, you know, he's a really young guy, um, extremely intelligent, and, you know, you got to be smart and to, play, to play in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Um, you know, we saw what RG3 did with Kyle Shanahan in Washington um, in his rookie season. So, you know, Kyle Shanahan has not had, you know, a mobile, like, m- mobile um, quarterback in a while. Um, you know, because he's had Matt Ryan and, you know, he's made pretty much every quarterback um, in the offense when they're healthy um, look good. And so I think Trey Lance and, you know, you can you can ever you can even um, sit him behind Jimmy Garoppolo for a year. Um, that'll work out perfectly. But Trey Lance in a play action t- style like Kyle Shannon style offense, like that's going to be amazing. And, you know, I think I know I love Zach Wilson, but when we're talking about the highest, you know, potential and, you know, the highest ceiling, I really think it's Trey Lance. And, you know, he's really, you know, he still has some raw traits. And, you know, it, with someone like a great office of mine like Kyle Shanahan, he's going to land in, you know, the perfect spot. So I, I think my gut feeling says Trey Lance. Um, I do not think they traded up that far for Mac Jones. Very possible. Mac Jones is this Kyle Shanahan type quarterback if we look at it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and my, Mac Jones is also smart, but I just don't think, I don't think the 49ers would trade up that far. And again, I could be wrong, but I know, I know Kyle Shanahan would like someone like Trey Lance um, with his smarts and his mobility um, to select him. So yeah, Trey Lance. Yeah, and then also, just a little bit to add, AZ and I were also talking about this right beforehand off recording, but um, it seems as if Kyle Shanahan wants um, Kyle Shanahan wants Mac Jones, but the scouting staff in San Francisco wants Trey Lance, and so it'll be interesting to see who kind of wins that debate or that argument. Um, but And yeah, ultimately, it's going to come down to Kyle Shanahan. Um, like John Lynch said it, like, I know he's a GM, but... When it comes to quarterbacks, you you gotta like Kyle Shanahan. So like you can't. He's the GM in yeah. this pick. So yeah. And then then that's where you know the question comes. Like it might be Mac Jones. Then if Kyle Shanahan really likes him, but I don't know. Just looking at all the hints and just a gut feeling, I think it's be Trey Lance. And he and Kyle Shanahan went to the Alabama Pro Day, and they traded for him. If if I can recall, they traded for the third pick right before the Alabama Pro Day. And so yeah. that was a kind of interesting to know, too, that they haven't even seen Mac Jones, really, yeah. and they kind of traded up. So I don't know. I And just looking at Mac Jones, he's an Alabama quarterback. We haven't seen a lot of success with Alabama quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, he's had weapons, like, every year that he's played, like Najee Harris, um, yeah. Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, Smith, like, everyone. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I think that – 
I don't. I just think that Kyle Shanahan is going to go with Trey Lance just because of you know the ceiling and play action style offense. All right, moving on to number four, we've got Atlanta Falcons. Obviously, AZ's favorite team, and he has a little bit to say about who they're going to select. Yeah, so you know, I think. Um, you know, I think if the Falcons, if Trey Lance drops down to the Falcons, I think the Falcons really like Trey Lance. And I think Trey Lance will be the pick if Trey Lance gets past the 49ers and they go with Mac Jones. Um, but I just, you know, again, we didn't do that. So, you know, I would love to have Trey Lance. I think it's a great situation. Matt Ryan still has like, you know, two or three you know, solid years left. Let him develop, just like Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes didn't play in his first year. He had Alex Smith starting. I think that's the best-case scenario for any quarterback to sit a year and learn, especially like someone Trey Lance that, you know, let him sit, let him learn. He's still getting developed. So I think that's a perfect situation. I mean, Arthur Smith, the new head coach for the Falcons, he made Ron Tannehill look amazing in the offense. Just imagine what he can do with Trey Lance. But to move on, since Trey Lance is gone, um, the new GM for the Falcons, Terry Fontenot, um, he believes in the best player approach. Um, I don't think I know Justin Fields is there, and we haven't talked about him much. I don't think the Falcons love Justin Fields as much. So I think giving Matt Ryan, you know, that number one weapon, and you know, just building the defense in the later rounds, like I think that gives Matt Ryan the best shot to, you know, for his last rodeo and try to get the Falcons to the Super Bowl. So we are gonna go with Kyle Pitts, um, best player available. Um, might be the best prospect besides all the quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, you could argue that, but I mean, Kyle Pitts might go down as, you know, probably maybe the best tight end ever. Um, he has all the traits. He has a pretty slim build, yeah. which is one thing where, you know, you got, you, you got to be, you know, be able to block, um, in the NFL, we see like the Rob Gronkowski's like they're big, they're thick and they can catch, but Kyle Pitts, you know, you line him up outside. He's like a, you know, Jimmy Graham, you know, not, uh, you know, a traditional tight end, but man, imagine Kyle Pitts, Julio and Calvin Ridley with that offense, like they're going to take off. So yeah, he's a nightmare for both linebackers and corners. I mean, he's a nightmare yeah, for any, any, any defensive player that you line up against him. So yeah, I mean, honestly, Kyle Pitts, he, he's going to go somewhere in this top five. It, it, yeah. It doesn't really matter who, but he's going to go somewhere. And um, he's going to make that team like instantly amazing. Yeah, exactly. So moving on to our fifth pick, we've got Cincinnati Bengals at five, and AZ will tell you who he's got there. Um, yeah, so we – okay, so this is a pick where, you know, I was between two players, and I have a couple of picks like that. Um, and so I'm going with Jamar Chase. Um, even though I'm not a fan of that pick, I'm going with what I think they will do here. Um you know, the other player I was saying was Penny Sewell, um, Austin tackle, offensive tackle, left tackle out of Oregon. Um, and obviously we know the Joe, Joe Burrow injury that he had. He has a huge scar on his left knee. Um, you got to protect him. Joe Burrow has like crazy talent. And, you know, yeah. now they got to protect him. You know, it's time to protect him. But Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow's connection in 2019 in college football with LSU that was amazing. And so I just feel like the Bengals are going to look at that and they're going to be like, you know what? The offensive tackle class is pretty deep. The wide receiver class is also deep. But you got to give Joe Burrow something that he's worked with before. Give him something that's comfortable with. And that's Jamar Chase. And that offense is going to take off. But in the second round, they have to go offensive tackle. Like, I don't care who it is. Yeah. They got to go. Like, whoever it is. Trade up in the back half of the, the first round again. I mean, you know, but Jamar Chase at pick number five, like, that's amazing. So, yeah, I think that's, I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah. 
I, th- that's a good point about Jamar Chase. I've been seeing seeing a bunch of other mock drafts take uh, Penny Sewell, yeah. P- Penny Sewell at five, and yeah, I mean that's it's pretty much just between those those two guys. And honestly, the Cincinnati Bengals have possibly the best choice. I mean, there's going to be the the first four guys or the the first four players are pretty much not locked in because obviously at three we have Trey Lance and um, and possibly Mac Jones and maybe even Justin Fields. But I mean. You're gonna have Jamar Chase and and Penny Sewell pretty much, like almost for sure at at pick five, oh, yeah. and so they yeah they have their pick there, and it's just it's just up to them, and I mean they're gonna decide their own fit at that point. But moving on to number six, who do you have the Miami Dolphins selecting, AG? Yeah, so I have Miami taking Devontae Smith. Um, you know, there's a lot of concerns with his size and you know slim build and everything, but I mean. Honestly, I don't think we have seen multiple times. Size does not matter in the NFL. Um, this guy's a Heisman Trophy winner. Um, the Dolphins um, and head coach Brian Flores, like he loves Alabama players. He talked to Nick Saban a lot at the Senior Bowl. I noticed that's one thing I noticed. You have Tua at quarterback. Bring him another Alabama receiver. Again, you know you can go Jalen Water or Devonte Smith, but I think the Dolphins are going to look at Devonte Smith and just look at the potential. And, um, you know, there's not much injury risk with Devontae Smith. Um, there's more with Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Um, and so I think they're just going to – it's going to come down to that. It's going to be a tough pick for them. But they're in a really good spot as well. Like, you know, pick best receiver available and um, after Jamar Chase. So, and, again, if the Bengals go Penny, Penny Sewell, like, you know, they have the choice of three amazing receivers. So I think also the Dolphins are sitting in a great spot. But I think eventually they might go with Devontae Smith. Yeah, I, w- I was going to ask you, actually, why you think Devontae Smith is going to go over Jalen Waddle because that, that's kind of a, a controversy, too, is, like, which Alabama wide receiver is going to go first. Yeah. But I, I guess you kind of went over that with the whole injury-prone thing. and that I mean, that that's true. You know, Jalen Waddle with that ankle injury, he didn't even play. I mean, he played that one game and maybe yeah. in, the, in the 2020 season. And he was still, season. like, wobbling around. Yeah, so. he, played, he played, like, four, I think, four plays. And, and that, that too, like, one thing I noticed was in the Alabama Pro Day, Devontae Smith took passes from Mac Jones. Jalen Waddle did it. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. I just – I think Devontae Smith's, like, going to be an amazing player. Yeah. And um, Tua needs weapons. And so, a familiarity with Alabama, like, I think that's great for him. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, moving on to number seven, we've got the Detroit Lions, um, and AZ will tell you who he has there. All right, so this is where I kind of get started. Um, Michael Parsons for the Lions. Um, it's going to be a shocking pick. I know a lot of people don't really have that, um, you know, mock there. Some be- a lot of people have Jalen Waddle there, which, you know, that's another pick where it could be Jalen Waddle here too. But I don't know. Um, I was telling Hayden this, that uh, the new GM for the Lions, he's from the Rams, um, and what did the Rams do when they were there? They built that defense up, um, starting with Aaron Donald. Yeah. And in my opinion, Michael Parsons, if you have seen him, like, man is built like a brick. <laughs> and he plays linebacker. So, in my yeah. opinion, he's like another Aaron Donald, but at linebacker. And so, you know, put him in the middle of the defense at the Lions. The Lions literally have never had a good defense. They need a good defense. <laughs> and they have Jared Goff. Um, you know, they're getting something brewing with DeAndre Smith and – uh, DeAndre Swift, Swift um, at running back and Jared Goff. And, um, you know, again, they could go off the tackle here too, but I think that the Lions will really like Parsons and, you know, just give them a starting port point to build this defense. And um, just knowing Brad Holmes and you Lions GM, I think he will uh, want to start building the defense. Yeah, I'm hoping that Micah Parsons doesn't get drafted by the Lions or – Possibly he falls down to where the Patriots are at because I really like Mike, Micah Parsons too, but we'll get to that later. 
Um, so moving on to the Carolina Panthers at eight. AZ will tell you who he has there. Yeah, so um, again, best player available. Um, oh, yeah, and to mention, I haven't done any trades in this draft. I think a lot of things mess up when you do um, – you, you mock trades and, you know, you predict trades. Like, that's impossible. Yeah. Um, I'm not a GM. Um, the best I can do is predict. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully I'll be a GM one day. I was going to say, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But, um, yeah, so, like, I think it's easier for people to even understand, you know, what teams are thinking of, like, without trades. So, um, the Carolina Panthers, uh, we finally have Penny Sewell going here. Um, they got their franchise quarterback in Sam Darnold. Time to protect him. Um, you know, they don't really have a left tackle. They drafted Greg Little a couple of years ago, but, you know, they haven't really seen potential from him. So, you know, protect Sam Darnold. That's what you got to do. You got weapons and, you know, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, and you got Christian McCaffrey coming back. So get that offensive line going, protect Sam Darnold, and, you know, get p- best player available with Penny Sewell. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty self-explanatory, too. I mean, you know, new quarterback, new offensive tackle. That would be great for him. So, moving on to number nine, we've got the Denver Broncos. AZ, who do you have there? Yeah, so, um, you know, this is another pick. I was telling Hayden, this is probably not going to happen um, just because of all the trades. I have Justin Fields going here. I know the Broncos. Broncos have been really low-key this entire offseason about a quarterback, but I feel like they're a sleeper. Like, people are starting to realize that the Broncos can pick a quarterback, but it's just, like, it hasn't been known. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Justin Fields falls in their lap. Um, probably won't. Probably going to go earlier. I think the Lions or the Panthers might trade back. Yeah. Um, or even the Falcons might trade back. Or the Falcons might even select Justin Fields. Who knows? But um, Denver Broncos, I know they're looking for a quarterback. They want to bring in competition for Drew Locke. Um, so I think, I think it's a pretty good fit for Justin Fields. Um, but I, I, I'm not too high on Justin Fields. I, I've tried evaluating him. I can't, I can't like him or I can't not like him. So he's really one of those tough players, um, would not be a, would not be surprised if he doesn't do well in the NFL. Um, hope he does, but I don't know. Just looking at Ohio state quarterback history, doesn't look like their Ohio State quarterbacks do well in the NFL. Um, latest example was Dwayne Haskins, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Drew Locke's in Denver just sitting back pretty right now. They they need some competition there. Yeah. Pretty much any any QB that falls down to number nine, I think the Denver Broncos will go for. So with that being said, moving on to number 10, this is, I'd say, one of the biggest locks of the draft, but AZ, tell me what you have. Yeah, so here I have Patrick Sertan the second from Alabama. Um you know, Falcons old coach, Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. I was talking to a friend, um, and I was like, I haven't seen Mike McCarthy at any pro day. Um, I've seen <laughs> Dan Quinn going to pretty much every pro day. Um, I don't know what Mike McCarthy is doing, really. Um, Jerry Jones is trying not to get COVID. Um, he's just sitting in his yacht, you know, 24-7. So, um, looks like Dan Quinn's kind of running the show in Dallas right now because he's going everywhere. So I think he's going to, you know, be slamming his, you know, his hand on the table. Um, when Patrick Sertan is sitting there nice and pretty at number 10, um, you know, the best, if not, you know, one of the best, um, if not the best cornerback in the draft. Um, you know, he, I think he's going to be a pro bowler. So, you know, build that defense up. They got Trayvon Diggs last year from Alabama as well. Um, put Sertan there, and, you know, their secondary is starting to build up. Yeah, you, you really can't go wrong with an Alabama defensive player. I mean, yep. they, they're they always such good um, such good players just coming into the league, and then also, you know, with development, you, you know, the, the sky's the limit with them. So moving on to no, number 11, we've got the New York Giants. 
And who do you have there, AZ? Yeah, so I have Rashawn Slater. Um, I love Penny Sewell and Rashawn Slater. They're kind of, you know, a, a two-way tie for me at, at left tackle. You can't go wrong with, um, like, either of them. Um, but, you know, the Giants, I know people, you know, I, I've talked, I've, like, thought about this. And, you know, they went Andrew Thomas last year at number four for left tackle to protect, protect Daniel Jones. But um, their guard situation is just like, I don't know what's going on with their guards, their center. like And Rashawn Slater, he's a plug-and-play anywhere on that line. Put him anywhere. I don't know about center, but you know I think they're pretty good at center right now. But left guard, right guard, left tackle, right tackle, like anywhere. Put Rashawn Slater, and he will make your team better. And this is the year for Daniel Jones. Yes. No excuses. Like, no excuses at all. They got Kenny Galladay. They got John Ross. They got Darius Slayton. They got Sterling Shepard. No excuses. Saquon and Saquon coming, coming back. back. Yeah. So what do you do? You just give him another off the lineman and now see what he can do. If Daniel Jones does not perform this year, bearing any major injuries, even if one of those players I just mentioned gets injured, no excuses still. If they do not like make the playoffs or like at least have an eight 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 and eight sort of record, he he's done. He he won't do anything. Like with that offense and you know Rashawn Slater on the off the line, like. There's no excuses. So I think the Giants should just go best player available. Think about Daniel Jones. Their defense is, you know, pretty solid. We saw that last year. So just protecting Daniel Jones should be the number one priority for them. Yeah, Daniel Jones is really have to, he really has to put on his big boy clothes this year. I mean, yeah, he has no excuses like AZ said. And if you give him that offensive lineman, yeah, obviously he's got he's got a great offensive weapon arsenal around him. And yeah, it'll be great to see what he does with that this year. And moving on to number 12, we've got another NFC East team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Who do you have there, AZ? Yeah, so I think they have to go receiver. Um, obviously, last year we saw them pulling up um, receivers from the practice squad. Um, they, need a, they need a receiver. Um, I'm a fan of Jalen Hurts. Give him weapons and give him Jalen Waddle. another familiarity with Alabama um, when Jalen Hurts played there. So um, Jalen Waddle, great pick, great value pick. Should be going early earlier than this and a team might even trade up ahead of the Eagles to pick up Jalen Waddle. But if the Eagles can get Jalen Waddle amazing, makes Jalen hurts more comfortable in that offense. And you know, it's a great weapon for him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Pretty straightforward there. Moving on to number 13, we've got the LA chargers. AZ, who do you have there? Yeah. So here I have JC Horn. Um, I love him. I think he's going to be great too. Him and Patrick Sertain are, are really good. Um, and you know, JC Horn from South Carolina, um, the DB coach, the defensive back coach for the chargers, he, JC Horn knows him from high school and they, JC Horn and Durbin James, the safety for the chargers, they share the same agency. Um, so I think it's a great fit. Um, you know, uh, and another thing that I thought of was Brandon Saley, the new head coach for the chargers. Where did he come from? He came from the Rams, the defensive coordinator from the Rams. Who did he have there? Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey, And J.C. Horn is a man-to-man type coverage guy. Patrick Sertan, you know, he can play anything. I don't think he's going to be like a, you know, shove, you know, line of scrimmage kind of, yeah, yeah, physical cornerback. J.C. Horn is that physical cornerback. And that is Jalen Ramsey for him. So I think that's a great fit. I was leaning between um, protecting Justin Herbert here at left tackle. But, again, I think that left the, the, the tackle class is pretty strong. So I think they, they'll go Jason Horn, Horn here. Yeah, for sure. I think at 14, we got the Minnesota Vikings. And I think I think this pick is pretty obvious, but I'll, I'll have AZ. I'll, I'll have him go over it. Yeah, so Elijah Vera Tucker, he's a solid offensive lineman. 
um, can play guard, can play tackle, but I think he'll plug and play at guard for the Vikings. Um, they need to protect Kirk Cousins. You know, he's been getting hit too much. They have the weapons they need now. They have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith, Dalvin Cook, obviously. Give yeah. Kirk Cousins and Cook that protection, and they're going to be a playoff team. The Mike Zimmer is a de- the head coach, and he's a defensive-minded guy. He'll get that defense straight. But protect Kirk Cousins. They do not have – they have Rick Spielman, their GM. Um, he hasn't, you know, drafted an offensive lineman in, in quite a while, like a, a solid offensive lineman. They, I, they drafted someone in the first round last year. I can't recall. But, you know, it's time to protect him. And I think, you know, if they protect him, they got Patrick Peterson this offseason on defense. You know, they'll, they, they're a playoff caliber team. And Justin Jefferson, he's one of the rising stars in the league. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And now – Moving on to number 15, my team, the Patriots. I'm, I'm very excited to see who they pick here. 15, it's pretty much right in the middle of the pack of the first round. And, I mean, we saw, we saw Bill Belichick run around with his, with, with his head – or like a chicken with its head cut off <laughs> in free agency. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what, uh, what Robert Kraft has in, in, in store for the draft and – yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to hand this over to AZ like I have with every other pick, but I might give a little take on it as well. Yeah, so here I have Mac Jones, another player where a team might trade up for them, such as the Bears um, or the Washington football team. Um, I think Mac Jones will go before 15. Um, I'm not sure how much the Patriots love Mac Jones. I'm hearing they like Justin Fields a lot, so again, they might trade ahead of the Broncos or with the Broncos to get Justin Fields, but... I just, you know, again, with not doing trades, I think Mac Jones cannot fall. If, if he's sitting there and Bill Belichick's like, you know what, I don't know what's happening after Cam Newton, he's going to go ahead and get Mac Jones. Um, you know, he's a poor man's Brady, Mac Jones is. Um, so he looks, you know, you see his body is the same body too. Um, extremely intelligent, um, given weapons around him, and he'll, he'll be fine. He's a poor man's Brady, but a rich man's A.J. McCarron, let me tell you that. <laughs> Coming out of Alabama. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think AZ pretty much covered all of it. I I would really like to see Mac Jones with the Patriots. I mean, I think, yeah, at this point, if he falls that far, he's going to be the best available at that point. And, I mean, he yeah, just the way he plays and his, not, his lack of mobility that matches Brady's style, <laughs> I think that he would fit in right there with, uh, with New England. So, moving on to number 16, we've got Arizona Cardinals. This will be interesting, but I will let AZ take it away from here. Yeah, so the Cardinals, they did great in free agency. Um, they're building their defense with J.J. Watt. Um, I think they could go a variety of ways. They could go offensive line. They could go defensive line. Um, they could go linebacker. They could go um, corner. And so I think they go corner. Um, Caleb Farley, again, another great corner. Um, has a lot of medical concerns, but doing research on him, um, he went to the combine, which the combine this year was just medical reports and doctors were saying that, you know, he's looking great and he's going to be fine. So I think the Cardinals, if, you know, if there's no one else that they see that they like, you know, Caleb Farley has a great build, a true premier, um, number one corner build, um, from Virginia tech. Um, and you know, he feels a major need for that defense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I think AZ hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, yeah, it's either going to be Caleb Farley or one of the other cornerbacks in the um, in the draft that falls that far. I think yeah. I mean, I think with the with the third ranked cornerback at that point, assuming that Patrick Sertan and JC Horn goes before them. Um, yeah, I think that best possible cornerback at that um, at that point would be the best pick for the Cardinals. Moving on to number seventeen, 
We've got the Las Vegas Raiders. AZ, who do you have for that? Yeah, so we have the Raiders here. Um, they need to protect Derek Carr. Um, they lost Trent Brown. Had a lot of off-the-line issues last year. Um, so I think they go Christian Derisoff, another Virginia Tech. So back-to-back Virginia Tech players um, to protect, protect that um, you know, right tackle spot. Um, and keep Derek Carr healthy and see, you know, I think this is the last rodeo for De- Derek Carr too, you know. He this year this is the year to prove prove what he can do and, you know, protect him, give him the protection and see what he can do. Yeah, put it on his shoulders, give him the protection and see what he can do. Um yeah, moving on to number eighteen now, we've got the Miami Dolphins again. They've got like we said in earlier in the show and like you guys probably know, they've got the sixth and the eighteenth pick and who do you have here, uh, AZ? Yeah, so they go offense again. They go another Alabama um, offensive weapon. So they got Devontae Smith at first. I think they go Najee Harris here, running back out of Alabama. Um, you know, they're building Alabama there. They got Tua and then Devontae Smith and then um, Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris is going to be an awesome running back. Um, build that offense up. I know their defense is, you know, starting to shape up. So, um you know, give Tua, you know, some, you know, give him some, you know, help, um, run the ball a little. I know they didn't really have much of that with Miles Gaskin, um, pretty small running back, but give some, you know, a big presence with Harris. And I think the Dolphins are going to start rolling. Yeah, we can definitely balance out that offense and give the passing game some leeway and not have defenses just knowing you're going to pass. Um, so, Moving on to number 19, we've got the Washington football team. Who do you have here, AZ? Yeah, so I have Jeremiah Owusu koromoa um, linebacker slash safety slash anything <laughs> you want to put him at. Yeah. Um, so the thing here is that I think Ron Rivera and Ron Rivera believes in a defense more than an offense. Um, and we have seen that in Carolina. Um, and who did he have in Carolina? Luke Keekley and Shaq Thompson. And Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa is, I think, a duplicate of, you know, uh, maybe not Luke Keekley because he's not like a true linebacker. Um, you know, he's like sort of a hybrid safety yeah. slash linebacker. And that's what Shaq Thompson was. And, you know, he succeeded and he's still succeeding in Carolina. So I think it's a perfect fit. Gives them a, some leadership on that defense along with Chase Young. I mean, look at that defense. They got Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, who's a solid quarterback. And I, honestly, I I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if Washington is a playoff team next year. Yeah. So I think for this next one, for number twenty, the Chicago Bears. I don't know. I mean, do you have much to say on that one? We're kind of uh, we sp- we spent a lot of time on the on more time than we thought on the picks beforehand. Yeah. And so I don't know if Az. I mean, so we can run through the yeah. rest of the picks at number twenty. So at twenty, I have Rashad Bateman, receiver. You need to give Dalton some weapons. Um. With the Indianapolis Colts, um, Leon um, Etchenberg, offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. So this is probably my biggest surprise pick of the entire mock draft. No one has, not that I know of, no one has Liam Etchenberg going in the first round. I was watching film on him, and I'm a big fan of him. And one thing to know is Quinton Nelson, their left guard, probably the best guard in the NFL for the Colts. Where did he come from? He came from the he came, yep Notre Dame. And pairing it up with Liam Etchenberg, another Notre Dame um, offensive lineman, I think that's a perfect fit. And you protect your new franchise quarterback in uh, Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. Yep. So 22, we've got Tennessee Titans. 23, we've got New York Jets. And then 24, we've got Pittsburgh Steelers. Take it away. Yeah. So we got uh, the Titans going Jalen Phillips. Um, they lost JDV on Clowney. They need some edge rushing um, presence. Um, you know, John Robinson, lo- the GM of the Titans, loves athletic freaks along with Mike Vrabel. 
Um, with the Jets, Greg Newsome, another great prospect that I think will be um, great in the NFL. I mean, we have a lot of nice cornerbacks in um, in the draft, especially in the first round, and I think all of them are going to be pretty successful if they can all stay healthy. And the Jets gets Greg Newsome, a long, lengthy corner. Um, he loves corners like that. He had Richard Sherman in, uh, with the 49ers, so he gets some presence um, over there. And then the Steelers, another team, which I was torn between, um, you know, a couple of players. So I was torn between Quiddy Pay, um, Edge for the Steelers. They just lost Bud Dupree, Tevin Jenkins to, uh, to protect Big Ben, and then Travis Etienne. Um, I know taking a running back is not, you know, really supported by a lot of people in the NFL, but um, Travis Etienne, you know, he, he's going to be talented. I think so if he's putting the right offense, stays healthy. Um, and we saw last year Big Ben had no help. He was just throwing the ball like 50 times a game. So giving him some help. James Carner was injured. Now he's gone. They have really no running back. Um, and so putting Travis Etienne there I think is going to be a great fit for them. Yeah, in my opinion, going back to Greg Newsom, in my opinion, Greg Newsom and Caleb Farley are kind of interchangeable. I would say that they, I mean, Arizona can go with either of them, and then obviously whichever one Arizona goes with, then the Jets, um, they have the other one that falls in their hands. So moving on to 25 through 32, I'm just going to name off all the teams, and then and then AZ can give you his take on each one of them. So we've got 25, Jacksonville Jaguars. We've got 26, Cleveland Browns. 27, Baltimore Ravens. 28, New Orleans Saints. 29, Packers, we've got 30, Buffalo Bills, 31, um, Baltimore Ravens, and then 32, the Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So take it away from 25. Yeah, so we had uh, the Jaguars, Trayvon Morig, safety. Um, Urban Meyer is going to try and build that defense from start up. Um, you know, he got Shaquille Griffin in um, free agency. Great addition, in my opinion. C.J. Henderson last year who was injured from Florida, which we haven't really seen much of. And then add Trayvon Morig to that de- uh, to that um, defensive backfield. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, best safety in the draft. Um, next up, we have the Browns. Zayvon Collins, um, playmaker at linebacker. You can pretty much put him anywhere on that defense. Um, can be a leader on that defense. And I think that's like the last void that they have on that defense for the Browns. They got the edge rush. They got... You know, defensive backs and Denzel, Denzel Ward. Um, I think they're going to be set um, if they pick Zayvon Collins. Next, we have the Ravens with Quiddy Pay from Michigan. Um, John Harbaugh, the head coach there. His brother, Jim Harbaugh, the head coach at Michigan. Um, you know, they're always talking, obviously. So, John Harbaugh is definitely familiar with Quiddy Pay. Um, Quiddy Pay, he fell in this draft. I I really feel like he's going to go earlier. Again, I didn't do trades in this draft, but I think a team will trade up for him. Um, he's a freak, and I think anyone's going to be better with him coming off the edge. New Orleans Saints, we have Christian Barmore. They lost Sheldon Rakins, um, middle of the defense guy. They lost Trey Hendrickson, so they got a lot of people that they lost on the defensive line. So they go with Christian Barmore, Barmore who can be in the middle of the defense from Alabama. Next week, we have Green, Green Bay Packers. You got to keep A-Rod happy. Um, you know, last year, everyone thought they're going to go receiver, and they went Jordan Love. Don't know what that was about still. <laughs> um, um, so keep him happy. Go Kadarius Toney um, out of Florida. He is a weapon. Um, you can put him anywhere on the field, do end arounds, screens, anything. It's going to be a fun weapon for A-Rod to play with. Yeah. And, you know, get some attention off of uh, Devontae Adams. Um, next up, we have the Buffalo Bills. Um, I have them going Gregory Rousseau. He's another player that could drop. Um, I'm just not a fan of him, um, he, but he has a lot of potential if he builds up you know, his body. And you know, he, he's, he's a sophomore. He's still young. Um, the Bills need to affect the passer within the AFC. 
Um, again, we saw Patrick Mahomes and um, the Bills face off. Um, so, and you know, they couldn't affect him that much and Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. So you got to put pressure on, you know, someone like him. So get Gregory Rousseau, get someone coming off the edge, um, and the bills defense. Um, well, the bills edge rushers are kind of getting old. Um, next the Ravens, um, you know, we had the Ravens going with Quiddy pay earlier with the value pick here. They got to go receiver. Um, they got to give Lamar Jackson some weapons. Um, here they go. Terrace Marshall, um, Junior out of uh, LSU. Yep. Um, I think he's going to be a great pick. I mean, all LSU receivers are, you know, great. So give right. Lamar Jackson some weapons um, and add him there. And then last, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Honestly, I, I can't find any hole that they have on that team. They've re-signed pretty much everyone <laughs> yep. they could, um, except for Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> um, which is their second string, and that's who I saw Blaine Grabber with Tom Brady and Mike Evans at the UFC fight a couple of days ago. So, <laughs> like, Tom Brady's just going to be like, all right, sign does, dude. Now I need a backup. All yeah. right. So, I mean, at that point, they have everyone they need. They can honestly even go quarterback if they want for fun. Like, they can do anything. Yeah. They can even not pick. Like, even if they, like, just forfeit their pick, like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> so, but, again, I think they have Aziz Ojolari going here. Um, you know, you can never have enough edge rushers. That's one thing you can never have. That and off to linemen. And so Aziz Ojolari, I love him. Um, edge out of um, UGA, um, Georgia. Um, JPP is getting old. Shaquille Barrett, you know, he has a big contract and don't know how much they can really take of that uh, for the coming years. So they need someone after JPP and Shaquille Barrett to um, affect the pass rusher. And um, Aziz Ojolari gives them that. Yeah, I can just see it now with the with the thirty second pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the twenty twenty two Super Bowl champions <laughs> <Already>. select. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, I mean, great job. Um, hats hats off to Az for making this mock draft. Like I said last episode, he puts blood, sweat, and tears into this thing. And, and I don't think I'm done. This might not this might not even be my last mock draft. Yeah. Like I was trying to like just get this in um cuz you know I we have exams coming up and everything. I've been busy with, you know, UVA stuff and you know whatnot. So, I try to put this together. I'm probably going to do one more before the draft on Thursday night. Today is Monday night, April 26th. The draft is on April 29th. Thursday night, I'm probably going to get one in Wednesday night. Um, so yeah, I might post it on the Twitter. I might either post this if I don't get to another one or I'll post a new one on Twitter. So be sure to check it out if you could not, um, listen to all the picks, but hopefully you did cause you're, you know, you're listening right now. But yeah, if you just want to see, you know, again, just like a layout of all the picks and we'll try and post something on Twitter. Yeah, just 48 more hours of AZ being awake. That, that, that's it. That's all he has to get through. Man, the draft yeah. is the best part. Yeah. Yeah, AZ's a big draft guy. Obviously, as you heard from this episode, I'm not, I'm not the biggest draft guy. I haven't really been in the past. But I did do a little bit of research this time to kind of back up AZ's claims and kind of give my takes on him. But, yeah, that wraps it up for this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Like we said, AZ's going to be coming out with some more mock drafts, and we probably will post them on the Twitter, so be on the lookout for that. Again, it's just first down rundown on Twitter. You can just look us up and then go see it there. But, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you all next time.